Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. This is a 60-minute class taped live on our Zoom platform that we're using to stay at home while we get through this year that we've been getting through. And we've been getting through it, so the yoga is helping. We're going to start this one on your back. If you have a mat and a couple of blocks, that's great. If not, lie down wherever you are. We'll get started on your back. Lie down. If you have blocks or you have a bolster, go ahead and bring those with you. Uh, if you don't have anything like that, no big deal. You don't need it. But what you could do is lay the blocks end to end underneath you or lay the bolster underneath you at your sacrum so that you stretch out into what we call a supported bridge. Um, and it's a passive supportive bridge. The first thing it does, the kind of real simple stretch that we're getting here, and it's not too big, but for those of us that may have been sitting most of the day, whether in, at your desk, in a car, or, or even if you've been running or hiking or biking, the hip flexors are one of the first places that we get some tension. And so we're just going to take the first few moments of practice to let them do the opposite of what they've been doing most of the day. Right. And that's a lot of what this yoga practice is. We're taking our body into some unusual positionings right, to remember all the ranges of motion of the body. And in particular, this one this opening up of the hip flexors, we don't we don't get this action too much where where our hips are, are lifting up and or you know, jutting forward and we wouldn't want to walk around like this. <laughs> Probably wouldn't want to be in a room with anyone walking around like this. But we spend a lot of time compressed at the hip joint, seated or standing and walking running on a bike. So we're taking this passive bridge to let that release. And if you just joined us, we're on our backs. You could have blocks underneath you for passive bridge. And just taking a few more moments here and unmolding from the desk chair in the day. You'll slide your feet in when you're ready to move and keep things pretty light around your hip flexors. Just going to keep an eye toward letting them stay a little bit loose as you lift your hips off the block or a bolster, whatever you got. You know, walk your feet out wide to the edges of the mat and let your knees fall side to side, windshield wiper twists. Just beginning to awaken at the hip joint again in this kind of unusual way. Practice of yoga takes us through these unusual positions. They're not unnatural. We just don't get to them very much unless we do a practice like yoga or interpretive dance or fun things. Pause over to the right 
and let this kind of sink in. If you want, you could cross the foot, but let it be a little loose at first. Just no pressure. Feel your breath move. Let that be a focus. Let your upper body soften to the floor. Let the mask of your face slide away. If you want to intensify this one, you can reach your arms back behind you. Brighten out through your fingertips, spread your hands. If you want to add more work to it, more opening for the hip flexor, best way to do that is to squeeze your left glute muscle to press the left hip up. And let that help drop the left knee down. And the last layer you might put on, it would be right foot to the outside of the thigh. And have a breath. And empty it out. And you do, you'll unwind, just let your body melt out of that. And then take the knees over to the other side. Finding first, just what you can do with your pose simply, which is basic movement. Then, if you want, you reach back through your arms, you squeeze your right glute, you press your right knee down through the work of the leg. And if it's too much, you'll know. Your knee will tell you. Your knee will never lie to you. If it's feeling pressure, right, it's right. It's true. And you back off. Right, we have enough pressure. Right, and even if we didn't, the knee is not a good place for it. Squeeze the right glute to keep lifting the hip and opening through your hip flexor. And if you want the left foot on there lightly, go for it. Just begin, check in, be sure it's adding to the opening of your body. And then we'll unwind and melt that back to center, hug your knees into your chest, and we're just going to spend some time rocking side to side, the hips rock side to side, and then into circles, clockwise and counterclockwise, and come back to center, one knee in each hand, let your leg bones circle around independently of one another. Yes. And like, let your hands drop away from that. Let the legs do it on their own, whatever circles they can make. This is another one of those unusual things that so your legs have all this range of motion and it feels good to move through that full range of motion. And most days we, we don't. Because life. Come back to center and bring your knees in towards your chest. Nose to knees and knees to nose. You're going to rock up and back to seated. To any comfortable seat, work on some upper body opening movement. First thing you're going to do is some shoulder shrugs. You can bring your shoulders up to your ears and then let them drop down. 
inhale, bring your shoulders up. Doing two things really with this in the context of stress relief. One, you're creating some more tension in your shoulders right? so that the muscles that you're just using to do that, you reverse that action to release tension from the shoulders. Okay, so you're learning to physically undo. And then there's the breathing. When you breathe in, you're creating a pressure environment in your body that then you breathe out and you release that pressure that was being held. And that's just as important as what you're doing with the muscles of your shoulders. Right? Learning to feel what the pressure environment in your body is like. Part of our vocabulary, part of our lexicon is that we hold our breath when we're nervous, right? We're holding our breath on that, or I wouldn't hold my breath on that, right? right? Well, we hold breath when we're tense. We hold bits of it, we sometimes hold it all together, right? and that creates pressure in the body, right? creating more tension in the body. So do it for yourself. When you inhale this last one, really feel the air pressure in the body with your inhale. And then let it all go and see if you can just reverse that pressure emptying out. Like getting clear as you can. The next breath is going to come in because air likes to travel to the low pressure. But that, let that air in just enough so that it doesn't create pressure inside the body that's too much. And then out just enough to feel clear. Most of our practice, we're going to do this type of breathing, where we're just enough and just enough out. If you find yourself holding your breath during your practice, and most of us will, self-included, then it's a really good idea to take one of those big exhales. So we'll do, again, a breath in through your nose that you pull in and pause for a moment with as if you were holding it and then let that out through your mouth. And let your jaw open. So when you feel that pressure in your body, exhale through your mouth, good idea. For now, hands on your knees, back to steady breathing, in and out. We're gonna drop chin to chest. Move your head side to side. The steadiness of breath, inhaling to one side, exhaling the center. Inhaling to the other side. And if there are any little sore spots or stuck bits, right, pause with those. Let your breath smooth them out. center and switch sides pause with anything anywhere that's a little stuck
Come back to center. Pause here. And you can take your arms out to cactus. And so arms at cactus at your sides. They line up with the side seams of your clothes. And this is one that, that might seem odd if we were all in a room together, but since we're all in our own space, you can imagine that there's wind blowing at your body. So you're you're just taking the wind with the, uh, the goal post position you got. And you're going to twist into that wind with your exhale. And then you're going to inhale because you're twisting back into it. And then exhale, twist to the other side. And then back into it. Keep the arm in the cactus shape. And this whole rib cage as far as it goes to your left. And back center. And the whole rib cage twists to the right. back center. One more. This is fun to watch. But what it's doing is taking the twist from the real pure twisting muscles of your abdominals. Right? Is that any help from anything else? And That's a lot. But it's a good little detox practice. We'll take the arms down to our sides when we get back to center next time. You can take your right arm up toward the ceiling. Let your left hand walk out on your mat. Most importantly, press your right sitting bone down. You press the sitting bone down to the floor and then go up through the entire side. So the tendency is going to be to come down. I don't know why we generally do that, but you want to go up, stretch long, side seam of your body getting longer through your pinky fingertip. And then as you exhale, come back to center. Pause, and with both hands at your sides, arms at your side seams, fingertips to the floor. Just feel the two sides of your body. Don't do anything, don't go anywhere. Just what's going on between your left and your right. And then we'll take the left arm up and crawl out to the side. Press your left sitting bone down. softness of your shoulder. So a lot of times when we get the arm overhead, the shoulder wants to climb up toward the face. Softness there. You can think about pulling the tip of your shoulder blade down. You could just get it soft around the neck, around the collar. Right. Press your chest up. Press up through your pinky and ring fingertip. The side body expands. And then come back to center slowly. And again, we're just going to pause back at center, hands at sides, and Notice how you feel. Breathe in. Breathe out. Good work. Come over onto your hands and knees. We'll take some rounds of cat and cow. And be as creative as you like with those. So cat and cow can be very straight ahead, linear. It'll be great for all of us. To emphasize the rounding and the arching of the spine. And then there's also moving side to side, squeezing one side of your body and then the other. So it's like you're trying to get your rib cage and your hips to touch on one side. Back to center and rib cage and hips to touch on one side. And I was told by someone once who knows much more about fashion than I do, that it's like you're trying to ruche one side of your body and then the other. Gretchen, you can probably confirm this for me. I'm not sure that that's what we're trying to do, but that uh, is what someone who is very, very stylish told me. It's the 
reaching one side of the body. I'm not sure. Come back to center and walk your hands just a little further forward than they are. It's like half a hand distance. We're going to take right arm up and open and then down and through to twist. Thread the needle. You'll hover the arm. When you inhale, press into your hand that's on the floor, open up. And then exhale down and through and twist. And open. Down and through to twist. Open up. And then back to center and pause. And feel hands, feet, breath. On your inhale, you can take your left arm up. Exhale, come down and through, twist. Keep pressing into your right hand. And inhale, open back up. And exhale, down and through, and twist. Inhale. And exhale. Inhale, opening back up, and then lightly bringing yourself back to center. We're going to walk the hands even further forward onto fingertips. And you're going to then sit your hips back toward your heels, letting your chest drop. This may be too much. If it's too much, you sit to child's pose, you go for it. You can keep the hips up. You've got puppy pose. And you're working your chest, maybe your forehead center to the floor. No back bend. Breathe in, feel that, that pressure increase in your body, pause with it. And then when you exhale this one, let everything slide and melt back into child's pose. Arms could be extended, they could be at your sides. Either way, elbow soft, shoulder soft arms loose so that they fall into gravity and you're held for a moment. We were talking at the beginning of class about the third grade yoga class and you know, trying to explain yoga, what are we doing here to eight-year-olds? And it had me stopping and thinking, what are we doing here? Why are we doing it? Right, well, it works, it helps. Right. And the three key things we're doing. We're moving our body through every range of motion we have. Right. So we're moving ourselves. We're moving ourselves around. We're getting unstuck. Right. We're getting hydration to our tissues through movement. And then we're breathing. We're giving ourselves every moment exactly what we need to live, to survive, to thrive. And then that next moment, we're emptying out of what we don't. What we don't need, what we don't want, what was never part of us to begin with. 
do that on the mental level too. Right? Remembering what it is we need. What feeds who you are. And emptying of what doesn't. And the third thing which is really important in this practice is relaxation. Whether it's relaxation during a strong pose, being able to be relaxed in the face of strenuous challenge, or the ability to take moments like this, right? take the quiet times and use them to our advantage to optimize our time. And in so doing, become optimists. Next inhale, come on up to down dog and take some time to pedal out to move things around. So, so we're going to work hips, shoulders, neck today. Right? So right now, let this get into again the hip action. And we began with the front of the hips so on the floor, we were on the block, and we worked with the hip flexor. Now you're going to work into the back of the hips and the sides. So as you take your side to side movement, add a little bit of a twist. One knee across, knee across. And then back to center. And from your down dog, you're going to shift forward to a high plank. Taking time to measure out to be sure it's a good high plank for you. Right. And then press back to down dog and move back and forth in high plank and down dog. Some rhythmic movement with the breath right, to create relaxation in our mind. Even if this is too much, if you find that the plank and the down dog are too much, you can take a uh, kneeling plank to child's pose. What we really want to get at is moving our body, breathing fully, and letting the mind relax into that. Something class yesterday, I start practicing this a lot because I call it the eraser. Right? Wiping clean the day, the week. residue that's left in the body or mind. Rhythmic movement. Paying attention to your breath. Dissolves it for now. That's all we're working with. For now. Make your way back to down dog. Take your time. And then you'll walk forward into ragdoll. Walk your feet wide. Wrap your arms around each other. Any variation that you like of this pose is good. All fair game right now. You're going to sway if you want to be still. Most importantly, you're going to let your head drop. You're going to let the back of your neck get soft. 
your head heavy. If your chest isn't on your thighs, no big deal. Take your arms to your legs, though. Support your low back. One more breath. You let it out through your mouth, especially if there's any pressure at all going on. Let your jaw release. Let's soften. Your hands to your mat. And press into feet on the floor. Roll up to standing mountain pose. Arms up overhead and wide. And sun A. And bow forward. Send your hips back. Chest to thighs. Let your upper back round. Then your head drop. When you inhale, take halfway lift. Press your feet down. Pull your abdominals in. Your heart forward. Keep your gaze forward on the floor. Plant your hands. We step back. Down to the low push-up. Or... You could take cat pose. Then upward facing dog. Look straight ahead. Lengthen the back of your neck. Be sure your nose isn't in the air. To go to down dog, press into your hands. Let your gaze trace slowly back across your mat to the spot between your feet. You're going to look forward then and walk or hop to the top of your mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, fold forward. Press your feet down, bring your hands up through your center line. So mindful of how we take the arms through space. Just give one more point of focus. Draw hands together, they move down your center line. You bow, send your hips back. Your fingertips to the floor or your shins. Halfway lift, start with your abdominals drawing in. Heart forward, gaze sets to the floor up in front of your mat. Keep your eyes forward as you step your feet back. Then upward facing dog, you're looking straight ahead, you're keeping that. Press into your hands, pull into your abdominals. When your spine is parallel to the floor, you're looking at the floor. And then as your hips lift, you shift your gaze to look back at your feet. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop to your hands. Press your feet down, halfway lift. Draw your abdominals in, your rib cage forward, your gaze sets to that point on the floor, and then pull into your abdominals, chest to thighs. Let your head drop last, but let it go all the way. One more round. I'm up to standing, we bring the hands up the center line, navel center, heart center, brow center, and reach long. And then hands come back together as we bow. Just making that reverent a bow that is peaceful for your low back. Press your feet into the floor. Look forward on the floor. Keep your gaze set out in front of the mat. Low push up. When you breathe in, upward facing dog. Level your chin, level your nose. Lengthen the back of your neck. Press your hands down, pull your abdominals in. Once your spine is parallel to the floor, you're looking down. When your hips are up, you're looking back. Have a breath here. Let it out through your mouth. Look forward to your hands. Walk or lightly hop. 
bring your feet wide as you halfway lift all the way to the edges of your mat as you bow forward slide your arms onto your thighs your ribcage to your arms inhale into a squat here supported by your arms you lift your chest and exhale into a fold squat back dig your heels in feel your abdominals lift to lift your chest up and bow rock your weight forward in your feet dig your heels in sit back lift your chest up and bow forward exhale sit your hips back lift your chest up and bow exhale release your hands to your mat we're going to walk feet together and then you're going to cross your right foot behind your left and it's going to the legs can cross all the way over you're going to walk your hands over to the left side of your mat as far as they'll go let your head drop bend your knees as much as you like Breath in and breath out. Feel the rise and fall of your chest. And unwind slowly. Pause at center. And take the other cross. So left leg behind. You know, walk yourself over to the right edge of your mat. Let your head drop. Your face soften, your jaw soften. Unwind slowly. Back to center, both feet. Drop your weight back into your heels. Ukatasana. Stack your way up. Arms a little in front of you so the shoulders are soft. Bow with your exhale. Hands through center line. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Looking forward on the floor. Keep your gaze there. Step back. Low push up. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out to down dog. Trace your gaze slowly back. And step your right foot forward. Plant your back foot. Press into it. Warrior one. Come up. Hands through heart center. Arms overhead. And soften your shoulders. Hands to your heart center. Back down to the mat. Touch your fingertips lightly. Spin your back heel up. Come up again. You're in crescent lunge now. Ooh, did the hands get heavy? Did you make it to a push-up? Twist here. Take your left elbow outside the thigh. Inhale, open your arms. Exhale, look to your mat. Fingertips down. Back foot flat. Inhale, warrior one. Oh. Open out, warrior two. Breathe in, reverse warrior. Breathe out, cartwheel.
wheel down, keep pressing into your feet. Your back heel's gonna lift up. You're gonna come back up to a crescent lunge. It's gonna be okay. And then we're gonna twist upright. Left arm forward, right arm back. When you inhale, lift your left arm. When you exhale, cartwheel your fingertips down to the mat, press into your feet. And then plant your hand, step back, low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, down dog all the way to child's pose. Knees down, hips back, head down. You close your eyes. Yeah, pause with that. So that was not a test, it was an experiment. All of this is an experiment. And maybe you learned something from your experiment. Right? Some of you have undergone experiments like that before here. You were ready for it. Some of you have gone those, undergone those experiences and you still, oh, we aren't ready for it. We do get pulled around a lot by gravity, by momentum, by the stuff out there. This practice is one breath at a time. This practice is aligning your movement with your breath. And ultimately to be more ready for those curveballs, wherever they show up. If you're stronger in the pose you're in, if you're breathing and you're more thoughtful and aware where you are, the next pose will be better right, for that presence that you had here. Come on up to down dog. Even if you're just here to get a workout, that same thing holds true. More breath in. And breath out. Step your left foot forward. Reach up, warrior one. As you exhale, bring your hands through heart center. Squeeze your back leg, fingertips to the floor. The back heel spins up. You come up. The crescent lunge. From the crescent, we twist. And the twist. We open. Open, hands down. Back foot flat, warrior one. Breathe out, warrior two. Breathe in, reverse. Breathe out, cartwheel. Press into your feet, press into your feet. Fingertips touch down, coming back up to crescent. Press into your feet. Twist, keep pressing into your feet. Most important part of any stance. And reach up, reverse it. Press into your feet. Cartwheel your hands on fingertips, just barely. Then plant your hands. 
and step back. Breathe in. Breathe out, down dog. You have breath here, or child's pose, whatever helps to calm your nervous system. So we are intelligent beings. We often know what's coming next. And there are times we think we know what's coming next. And it takes us out of presence, or even knowing what's coming next. It takes us out of presence where we are. And if anything we've been taught recently, we really don't know what's coming next. So we practice. Full breath where you are. It's not needing to make it through anything. Not needing to get to the next point. This breathing here is the point. Now look to your hands. Walk or lightly hop. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And bow forward, breathe out. Drop your hips back, Utkatasana chair pose. And we'll twist. Take your left elbow toward your right knee, hover it above. You could hook it over if you want. Another option here. Get down way low into noose pose, Pashasana, or plant your hands along the side edge of your mat. Come over into side crow, if that floats your boat. It doesn't float your boat, I guess it floats your crow. Floats your asana. Breath here. And back to center. We're going to unwind and rise up. Standing mountain pose. Lengthen. Feel the two sides of your body. Have time here. Root down on your exhale. Lift up maybe a little back on your inhale. As you exhale, you're going to slowly start to sit to your ukatasana. Let your inhale lift your chest. Exhale, hands to heart, in a twist. You might hover your right elbow over the knee. You might hook it over. You might go low. You go low. You might float. Come back to center. Plant your feet and roll up to standing. Mountain pose. Gonna exhale, fold forward, bend at your knees, send your hips back. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. Low push-up. Look forward on the floor as you step back. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. When you inhale, take your right leg back and up behind you for three-legged dog, you reach. When you exhale, bring your knee into your chest. Hover the foot above the mat. Then step it into a low lunge. Slide your back foot back as far as it will go. Kneeling lunge. We're going to climb up to the front thigh. You might take the arms up. 
could also take eagle arms here to be your left arm that wraps under, carrying up the uh, line of the back leg through the elbow points as we go. So you're pressing the back foot down and lifting elbow points up. If your arms don't love the wrap, and they will tell you that by discomfort in shoulders, elbows, wrists, or hands. If your hands are stressed out, they don't need to be. Unwind them a bit. Still stressed out, unwind all the way. Take the arms, palms together, elbows pressing in. Keep a breath in here. And then to breathe out, pull into your abdominals. Let that bring you back to center, hands to your mat. We're going to shift back to half monkey god. And you can flex your foot straight back or flex your foot and turn your toes out to the side. So the turning the toes out to the side gets into the outer hip area, the IT band muscles, the muscles are surround the IT band. Both stretches are great. Both require that we pull the toes back towards the shin. Let your head drop, back of your neck soften. Whatever shell is there melts away. And then you come back into center and rock forward. Take your hands to the inside of the leg, step the knee back, hands and knees, all the way to the floor. Here, peel up for cobra, press all ten toenails down, pull your elbows back and in, but no pressure in your hands. You just support this, the pulling back is in your arms, and then release down, slowly press into your hands, up to your knees, and back to down dog. Have a breath and feel your body. Sweep the breath out. Empty any pressure that's anywhere. Maybe check your jaw. Try popping your ears. And on your inhale, left leg up. Exhale, bring your knee in towards your chest. And you're going to step lightly forward into the low lunge. Right? back knee comes down. You can get it comfortable. You might want to pat it. If you got a towel or anything that you want to put on your knees, you're welcome to do so. What really also helps is to get the knee far back and to press the back foot down into the floor. Really work your back foot down. Hands to your thigh, arms overhead, or the eagle arms, the right arm would cross under. And crossing only to the point where the arms are still soft. You have to hold on with your fingernails or even your fingers. You're in too deep for it to be yoga. Right? It's a shape. It's a, it's a definite thing that I'm doing here with this grip, but it doesn't help relieve tension anywhere in my body to do that. Where anyone's body, because it's, it's a tension creating positioning and action. Right? The, Tension relief is going to come when you can lift your elbow points, when you lift your chest. And then pull into your abdominals to come upright, and to bring your hands down. From there, you're going to shift back and 
flex your front foot, either the toe straight back toward you for hamstring and calf opening, or you rotate it out to the side, more outer hip, comb through whatever's there. Let your mind stay with your breath as if it were the comb moving through tangles, or as if it were water gradually wearing away at the toughest rocks. Whatever visualization or sound meditation you like, those are good. That's a way of getting your mind to relax with your breath. We're not really trying to clear our mind or get it empty. We just want it here now in what we're doing. And to know what that feels like. like uninterrupted attention. It's a rare commodity these days. We have the opportunity here. Shift slowly out of this, come forward in the lunge, and make it just a little bit easier on all of us uh, strategically. Take the hands to the inside of the leg, bring the left knee back and with the right, and then lower down into downward facing Shavasana, which then becomes Cobra. And you spread your hands into the mat, and then it's your arms. You pull elbows back and in toward you, and let the work of your upper back and arms pull. Yeah. Release slowly down. If you're going to press your hands down, pull your abdominals in. From hands and abdominals pressing the mat, come up to a high push-up on knees. Then tuck your toes under, squeeze your legs tight, and then float back down. Dog, let your gaze trace back. Lands between your feet. Have a breath. And with your exhale, release any pressure that's built up anywhere. Look through your hands, walk or lightly hop to seat in and then down onto your back. If you have blocks around you, go ahead and get them, have them handy. There's a few things you could use them for right now. We're going to take bridge. So if you want to put a block underneath your hips for supported bridge, do that. If you'd like to uh, make your legs a little bit longer for an enhanced bridge, put your blocks under your feet. That's a that's my favorite use for the blocks and bridge because I'd love to have a couple more inches. This is also what I do at home when I can't get something out of a high cabinet. Yoga blocks are good for everything, man. Press your heels down. Press the ball of your big toe down. Lift your hips. Press your arm bones down. One more breath in. When you exhale, slowly come down. And so if bridge is your thing, you like bridge, best for your back bends, keep it. If you like wheel, you can keep the blocks underneath your feet for wheel. You plant your hands beside your ears. And you press down to feet, down into hands, and come up. Be aware if you're doing wheel on blocks, the coming up happens a lot faster.
have a breath here. When you exhale, come down slowly. <laughs> Pause where you are. Notice what your body's saying to you. Have enough time and space here to not react. Okay, so a lot of times we'll get to that pose after bridge or after wheel and immediately have we have a habit of something that we do. Whether it's hugging your knees in or grabbing a towel or now it's petting the cat. <laughs> Could you just stay still? Right. And nothing in between the pose and your awareness of it. And from that awareness, you choose the next pose. Could be bridge, could be wheel. If you're still working on wheel and you have a couple of blocks, set them up beside your ears where you would normally place your hands. Cup your hands over one end of the blocks. Press down, be sure that's stable before you go anywhere. But once you've got your hands cupped over the blocks, press your hands down, press your feet down, and it might take you up. It's very similar to when the yoga teacher comes over and says, hey, grab my ankles, which is the weirdest thing to hear someone say if you've never had it said to you before. Take yoga for a while, it becomes really, really usual. Now it's unusual again. But the idea of the blocks underneath your hands is giving you a little more space, slightly different position for your wrists when you take that, the cup of your palm over the edge of the block. And have one more breath here. And then exhale your way down <laughs> and rest. Well, with Supta Baddha Konasana or constructive rest pose, your hip flexors stay open. So either way, we're not pulling the legs in. The, the constructive rest, knees together. There's still space at the front of your hips. Supta Baddha Konasana, still space at the front of your hips. It's not bad or wrong to pull the knees in. We've been working on unfolding this area and after the back bends, just letting it stay long is, is one of our goals. Come back to your feet at the floor and then walk them out wide. And again, you're going to let that Sway side to side, the windshield wiper is happening. It's gonna, if you can even remember the you that stepped onto the mat, the hip flexors and the leg bones and the, everything that was when you did this the first time, you might feel different now. Like a few more things like this. Let your knees come in gently, make some circles around your low back. Clockwise and counterclockwise. And then one knee in each hand, some spinning around. You know, maybe, just maybe there's less clicking at this point. Maybe there's more because more opened up. Right. Coming back into center. Bring your knees to right angles. And then press your knees a little forward of that right angle so your abdominals have to pull in a bit more to sustain this. And then knees side to side in belly twisting pose. With that slight extension, if possible, right, to do it without force and without a lot of pressure building up in your body. So this is a good one to 
recognize how much pressure are you building up. Right. The further we extend the legs out, the further we extend the knees away from the hips, the more holding on we're going to have to do with the abdominals, the less we're going to be able to breathe fully. There's a, there's a sweet spot where you can breathe fully and you can move. Right. You're looking for that. most you can do. You can still breathe easily and you're not increasing the pressure on yourself. And that's becoming efficient. It's optimizing. So being optimistic in this moment about this one thing. Come back to center when you finished balancing both sides. Bring your knees in. And let the soles of your feet come to the floor. Right foot's going to cross over the left thigh and just going to leave it there for now. This might be enough and you just like honesty with yourself. Are you already feeling a hip stretch in the right leg? If you are, good, stay there. Or draw your abdominals in, let the left foot lift up off the floor. Maybe you're feeling it now, and this is good. Maybe you want to hold on to the hamstring or the shin. Could be helped along with putting a block underneath your head. right? And if you don't have a block first, we have blocks the studio we're learning out. Just let me know and we'll get you some. Second, a lot of things could sub in for the block. Right. At this point, we have all become Jedi-level adapters. So you just adapt what you got to lift your head a bit in order that you're not putting strain on your neck or shoulders to hold your leg. Another option here is to take the block away before you do it, but let the legs rotate over to the left. Your right foot comes to the floor and it sits up against the, the left thigh. You can also take your left hand to the shin bone and press the right leg forward. Inhale, unwind, come back to center. Take both feet to the floor, readjust your spine as if you're going to take bridge again, everything lengthened out. And then we'll start with the left foot over the right thigh. And it's possible that on this side, right, this is enough, even though it wasn't on the other side. Could be. If it is, you stay. If you want to use your abdominals to help you lift the right leg up, do that. Want to boost your head up, use your hands to help you do that. Take the pose in the way that it makes sense to your outer left hip. You're getting a stretch there, you feel something going on. Nothing's happening in your knee, nothing's happening at the sacroiliac joint, and no pressure is building around your breath your jaw, 
your inner ear. It's good every once in a while in yoga practice to check those things. Do your inner ear. It's just like when you're in a plane. The cabin pressure gets to the ears and then it'll pop. Enough in the pop for a little while after you come off. Sometimes we'll hold our own pressure and it can be good to, to let that go too. If you want to let the whole operation twist over to the right, do that. Inhale, we'll unwind back to center and bring your knees in. Take happy baby or any other finishing pose that makes you happy. Take happy anything. And make your way to Shavasana when you're ready. We can take this time to be happy, to be happy with what we have. Whatever it is that we have right now, let us get to this practice, to this moment. And it's enough. In this moment, feel your capacity to enjoy. That's where we have our greatest resilience. Remembering how it feels to be happy and wanting to increase that happiness. That's what keeps us getting up again. what allows us to hold each other up. So we practice. If you'd like to stay where you are, to keep shavasanaing until you've had your fill, please do. If an hour is, is what you got, you start to move in small ways, wiggle your fingers and your toes, being undisturbed at center. You move to a comfortable side, curl in, 
pause. I'm going to make our way up to center, seated, any way that feels grounded, centered, uplifted to you is right. And we bring our hands together at heart center. And it's really as simple as the third grade made it. We take a moment to remember who we are. The human being each of us is. Take a moment to acknowledge it in ourselves. In there, there is that eight-year-old. Then you take thumbs to forehead center. It's that goodness, that humanness, that being that we are. And we honor its reflection in one another. Namaste. Thank you all so much. That was wonderful practice. Very cool. See your faces. Have a good night. Sleep well. Bye. Thank you. See you later.